Dorgan Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in the Metro West. Everything done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508 309-3416 or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well www.dorganramen.com And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vampire Movie Minute Podcast. Podcast podcast dedicated to any and all vampire movies that are not being covered by other Movie Minute Podcasts. And we are still covering what we do in the shadows, this time minutes 10 to 15, as we cover the movie five minutes at a time. Our hats off to the Superman Movie Minute Podcast, which is where we got the idea to do it five minutes at a time, as they are doing that as well. Currently on Superman 3, by the way. And I am your host, Dr. Chris. And Scott couldn't join us tonight, but we do have Richard from the Akira Movie Minute podcast to sub in for Scott. Hi, Chris. Thanks. For, thanks for having me. Yes, I'm. Uh, you can find me over at Akira Minute, where me and my co-host Jack Stobold go through every single minute of the landmark cyberpunk extravaganza Akira. We're currently around minute fifty. Five as of this recording, somewhere around there. So is that about halfway through the movie? It's uh, it's getting there. Yeah, it's uh, I think the movie is like 125 or something like that. So yeah, pretty much almost at the halfway point. What's at the halfway point? What's at the halfway? Point? I don't have the movie memorized, but it's been a few years since I've seen you don't it. Have I have a... seen it a few times. We I think we may have already gotten a few you know cries of Tetsuo and Kaneda. But uh, right now, um, so uh, Tetsuo has just killed uh, his, the doctor and a couple of guards in the hallway. And uh, Kaneda and the revolutionary gang are working their way through the sewers. They're about to get attacked by those uh, flying little uh, hover cycles. It's getting exciting. Cool. So we begin the uh, 10 minutes uh, right where we left off last time with Anne, the New Zealand Documentary Board. And Scott and I went over who the New Zealand Documentary Board is. They are kind of like the the uh, film. Well, there I found I, I tried to look them up because I'm like, that's not that's not a thing, is it? Yeah, and, it is. Uh, I found a post on LinkedIn from uh, one of the producers on there which said the New Zealand, New Zealand Documentary Board is a TV production company specializing in comedy. I guess they're starting with the six-part series Paranormal Event Response Unit. We aim to create unique Kiwi comedy for both local and international audiences. Yeah, so they definitely exist in some oh, absolutely, way. yeah. As we continue going through the, uh, as the minutes go by, we get a lot of like, flashback images of the various vampires starting with um, the Nosferatu one then Taiki's character as well just all sorts of artistic 
renditions of these characters. Uh, you know, Vladislav, Yago, Deacon. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> if we've got like uh, Taika's in the in the, some kind of musical group. I don't know. I'm, it's hard to picture like what era that was, like the late 1800s or something, or like the late 19th century or something. Little, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, combo. He's, not, he's not the oldest of the three vamp, the four vampires that are living in the house. I mean, obviously, Petier, Petier, Petier is uh, played by Ben uh, Franzen and all that makeup. But we also get Vlada, uh, uh, Vladislav as the, uh, you know, his like Vlad the Impaler kind of vampire. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of impaling images with the devil and just a, a ton of impalement type stuff. The, the, the work that went into making all of these images as amazing, authentic as they are, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, they even got like a little... Uh, a Japanese style illustration. <laughs> it seems I, I tried to look up, Hey, is there like a real uh, Japanese demon in that style? I don't think it is. I think it's, it's uh, created for this, this movie, but it's very well done. What do you think Taika's, um, what, what, what is the device that Taika is doing uh, when he's sitting down? Um, he's uh, clay making it, it. Is it the, like the, is it like what Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze used in Ghost? Yeah, that's what I think. He's like throwing pottery or something. Yeah, using a, a pottery wheel. That's what, it, that's what it looks like to me. What was your first exposure to this movie? I saw this movie back in 2017. So probably, I guess that's three years after it came out. And a lot of people had been, a lot of my friends had talked it up to me. I looked up on I looked up my log of it on uh, Letterboxd, uh, and I gave it three out of five stars. So I thought it was okay. I think I became a a much bigger fan when the TV series came out, which I think is is brilliant. It was funny that though the the movie came out in 2014, the TV series comes out in um, is it uh, 2018? So you know, like four years between the the two properties. Yeah. Of course, Taika got involved uh, heavily with uh, making a Thor film, and that kind of you know became his life for a while, and now is his life as he's now on his fourth Thor film, with a trailer um, probably going to pop up at some point while we're recording this podcast uh, over these minutes. We also get some Japanese, uh, you know, feudal Japan Japanese images, and we also find out Vlad uh, was a Nazi and worked with the Nazis. <laughs> yes. So before we talk about that, so uh, what is uh, this footage from, by the way? What what is the what is the historical accuracy of this footage, with the exception of the dubbed-in dialogue about vampires conquering the world? Because that's that part's not true. But this is actual footage of Hitler. There's some footage of Hitler, and then there's like the footage of of Deacon in that lab, like where they've got like his doctors lined up, and and Deacon is kind of floating over the table, uh, attacking somebody in the table. Just and then they've got stuff that looks like uh, I mean, it takes me back to like playing Wolfenstein or something. Right, a little bit. Um, I believe that as someone said, this is possibly uh, this is this is um, Hitler's speech at the Krupp factory in Germany. Okay. He's like flailing his arms around and such or his speech to the world. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not a Hitler expert. I wouldn't be able to tell one Hitler speech from another. Sorry. Uh, but uh, Vlad mentions that he was bitten uh, when he was 16 and that's why he always looks 16. I mean, he doesn't, doesn't quite look 16 to me. I mean, 
I'm glad he has such a positive self-image, though. Right. No, he definitely thinks he does. And of course, uh, Peter's uh, transportation over here is very reminiscent of the film Nosferatu. Have you seen right. that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The similarities between them are, you know, uncanny, of course. Um, and then we get a bunch of slideshows of, uh, you know, we, we stop having pictures and we get a slideshow of, you know, using slides because they're starting to get into the more modern world of the 20th century where pictures were becoming the focus. And then we go, then we go into Polaroids as well, because Polaroid cameras were becoming all the rage in the 60s and 70s. The ability to print out your own pictures immediately, something that we can do now, but just by hooking our phone up to a, of course, uh, you know, uh, tying it into the Wi-Fi. And about the 12 minute mark of the movie, we get the title of the film, What We Do in the Shadows in the gold lettering. Yeah, pretty far into the film, I guess. 13, uh, 12 minutes, yeah, about 12 minutes or so. So in those Polaroids, they were, uh, one of them is like kind of a party scene. They're using what looks like a juicer. Did you catch that? Did you figure out what that was or like a? at soda stream or something yeah something like that the um taika um uh, taika's character of iago he pines for his ancient lost love he came over here uh in the 1920s but he got shipped off to the wrong part of the world and his um you know familiar his servant uh, messed up and his lady love um, married someone else, grew up and got real old into her late 80s. Poor Taika. Poor, uh... He keeps her silver cross. Of course, he has to wear black you know, leather gloves because he can't touch silver. Uh, I'm trying to find out who plays her as the, you know, the old photograph, of course, just because that's not who she is now. She's actually played by an elderly lady today. So I try to do some math uh, to figure out when uh, when he came over or when the two of them came to New Zealand. Like if she's around the 20s. So if she came out, uh, she's 80 now in 2014. Does that math work? Subtract. Something like that. And if this is who I think it is, she only has this one credit to her name. When if she's like... Um, in the local theater scene in Wellington or something? Maybe. Um, sometimes that's, you know, really all it really is. Or somebody's mom. Viago's just... uh, victim, by the way, um, which could be the victim from the beginning of the movie, something we missed in the previous five minutes. Yeah, she she is uh, Kira Forrester. And if this is what I'm thinking of, this is the woman that he is just like, this blood is just squirting into his mouth from biting her. She is a New Zealand actress with a ton of credits of, with stuff, unfortunately, I've never seen before. Tekka also does the uh, the coffee cup, the teacup across the, uh, you know, the the mirror. Do you know how that's done? No. It, it has something to do with um, reversing the effects of the mercury in the mirror, the silver or something like that. But at the same time, it's um, it's like a reverse camera effect. But since he's holding the teacup, it's just the teacup on a string. Okay. I mean, it's just like anything that you dangle on a string in front of like a mirror or something to give the effect that it's a ghost holding it. Okay. So is that an actual reflection or is that like another, are oh, we the looking? Teacup. The teacup's a reflection because the teacup has a reflection, but they're, but they did it, you know, they, they, um, they, they did a reverse trick photography um, like they've done before with like David Copperfield to show how the, um, 
how Taika can be, you know, out of, out of uh, it. He can be kind of removed from the. Correct. These uh, drawings that are shown to, um, are are shown to us look like something a child would make, and I'm just kind of curious if the if the drawings were possibly done by one of the cast or crew members' kids. Uh, they do to like just just to show each other what they look like in their outfits. Yeah, right. Because they don't have the ability to do that, so they have to they have to constantly draw each other. Um, I'm looking through the art department right now to see if maybe there's somebody credited as the vampire drawings. You know, that would be the only thing I can think of. Do not see anybody. Oh, the music in the movie yeah. is by a band called Plan 9. I'm assuming that's, of course, an homage to Plan 9 from Outer Space, one of the yeah. worst movies ever made. They're the music group that also did the music, by the way, for King Kong, The Lord of the Rings, Perfect Strangers, not the TV series. Um, beneath New Zealand, modern dinosaurs, um, mutant planet. Gee, I see the theme. The fact that wow. there's all New Zealand productions, they're obviously a New Zealand band. Do they um, uh, like work? Yeah, do they do they exclusively work for like on movies or? Yeah, it seems that yeah, way. But... Yeah, definitely. It definitely seems like they're into the films itself. And our five minutes ends with uh, again Viago uh, explaining the uh, the purpose of the of the pictures that we just explained and how you know they are trying to draw what each other looks like so they can go out and be productive members of society and they're just not fantastic drawings none of these guys might have any type of real artistic you know ability to uh draw so that might be perfect yeah i mean you'd think they'd have time you know living hundreds of years to practice and vlad has that eat that easel right like right by his coffin Right. By the way, the other way to do this uh, camera trick with the mirror is they um, we don't see what's behind Taika, but we see the mirror. So we assume the mirror is reflecting what's behind him. But what is actually possibly behind him is the camera crew, the cast, you know, the cast and crew. And what we're looking inside is a window. And they're just basically matching the movement of the coffee cup in the window with what Taika is holding. And that's, that's why what, there's a reflection. Yeah, that's what I thought it might be. But. That is sometimes usually what, what it is. I'm actually also going to send an email to this band, Plan 9, to ask them to come on the show and talk about their music. Oh, there you go. That, that worked out pretty well when we did that for Once Bitten. We had a couple of the bands on that were on the soundtrack for Once Bitten. Oh, sweet. Yeah, as well as uh, members of the band from the high school dance scene as well. And that pretty much ends our five minutes for this episode of the Vampire Movie Minute podcast at uh, minute uh, 15. Uh, where can they find you, Richard? They can find me at uh, akiraminute.com. I also do uh, another podcast with my daughter. Uh, you can find at ghibliminute.com, where we go through Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. We're kind of on a extended hiatus, but... Uh, there's three or four movies that you can check out that we did already. And you can find me over at the uh, Radio of Horror, uh, sorry, RadioHorror.com, where you can find all the other movie-by-minute uh, movies we've done, such as The Lost Boys, Once Bitten, and Life Force. And you can send us an email, thatradiofhorror at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with another five minutes on what we do in the shadows on the Vampire Movie Minute podcast.